0: 18
1: plus. Okay, in the scriptures we read in Leviticus 14 6, the, the text tells us something very interesting if we will listen to it carefully. The text is telling us that when they go to the cleansing process and various things, whether it's, um, you know, cleansing, sins or whatever they're trying to do, they always do something very interesting. You know, it's like in Psalms fifty one seven, it says, Purify me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Now he tells us in John fifteen three that we are purified or washed clean by his words. Now pay attention that this means we are washed clean by the counsel of his words which means by the four spirits, because the fourth spirit is the counsel of the Lord. Follow me carefully on this. Hyssop is the fourth. It's symbolic of the counsel of the Lord, symbolic of the fourth spirit, always. What you'll see is like in Leviticus 14.4 um, 14. and 14.6 14. and 1. It talks about the priest shall give orders to take two live clean birds, the two live clean birds is symbolic of the first spirit, which separates because one of them is going to be cast aside and one's going to be saved, let free. This is the separation. That's the work of the first spirit, separating light and darkness. And then the second one is cedar wood. Cedar is a very special wood. It's symbolic of the second spirit. It's symbolic of the words of wisdom. It's a strong tree. And it's been used in, in uh, the building of houses by Solomon and so on, and building the porches and steps, these kind of things. Cedar is a very important word. It's symbolic of the words of wisdom. That's why it's used in the temple. And he used so much cedar because it was symbolic of the wisdom of the words of God. And then you'll see the next one is a scarlet string. Anytime you see a scarlet string or a scarlet border or a scarlet rope, like when he was uh, in Jericho when the the lady uh, hung the scarlet rope out the window. The scarlet rope or string is always symbolic of the measurement. And the measurement is measuring ourselves with understanding to come out. Scarlet is, of course, symbolic of the blood of Christ, paid the price that we can gain understanding. And I want to come back to that because it's very important for us to understand that. And then the, the fourth thing that it does is they take hyssop for the one who is to be cleansed. See, hyssop is symbolic of the counsel of the Lord. When, when Moses took the, the hyssop and dipped it in the blood and put it on the doorposts and on the lentil. And the lentil they're talking about is the part where the, the door comes and closes against it. That lintel, the doorpost of the door, and they were not to come out of their houses back in Egypt until the morning time. Because the night is the separation judgment, and they were set apart by the counsel of the Lord because they followed His instructions and they did everything He said, and it was sealed, sealed by the His. We are sealed in the night time. The Lord sealed it with His word in the night. He was saying it in this night. They will not come and touch you. And the Lord is telling us, Ephesians 1, 13 to 14, we are sealed with the hope of eternal life. When John 5, 24 says, we'll pass through the judgments and have eternal life. If we will believe in the voice of the Lord, which speaks the words of God that was sent into the world, and that's what these that are sealed, the 144,000, are going to do, they're going to do the work of the Father, the name of the Father. The name of the Father is, Jesus said, his work is to make known the the that we are to believe in the, the one that he sent. So the work is to tell the people, the messenger of the new covenant is coming, that has the covenant, which is the authority, to give us the seal of the words of God. But only he can give us that seal. We're to make That's why he says we must follow him. We must believe on him, because God has given him the right to choose and judge by the words. It's the word that judge us, Hebrews 4.12. But the hyssop branch is symbolic of that. Now, let me show you a very interesting point of this. When you go to the four parts of the day of the Lord, when he was dying on the cross, you first have the morning. He was brought to the cross. They took him from the prison and brought him to the cross and nailed him there at nine o'clock. At noon, the, the skies and everything became dark for three hours until then that's the sixth hour the noon is called the sixth hour three o'clock in the afternoon is called the ninth hour now pay attention now the ninth hour as soon as it hit the ninth hour is the time of the counsel of the lord the devil can only test him three times the fourth time is his counsel now this is marvelous if you listen to what i'm going to tell you because you'll see the work of the hyssop in this you can read in Matthew 2745 to 55, it says, Now from the sixth hour until the ninth hour, there was darkness over all the land. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with the Lord with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabbatini, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Now that's very important for us to understand this. He is saying that he's finished with it. See, what he did now is something really interesting. After he did this, it says, Some of those who stood there, when they heard that said, The man is calling for Elijah, immediately one of them ran and took a sponge, filled it with sour wine and put it on a reed and offered it to him to drink. The rest said, Let him alone. Let us see if Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out with a loud voice, again with a loud voice, and yielded up his spirit. Now, we get better instruction on that, and we go back to the fourth book of the Bible of the New Testament, which is the book of John, the book of counsel. So you got Matthew, which gives you separation of light and darkness. It tells you in there about the, um, in Matthew 24, it's telling you about this time we're in right now. Matthew 24, uh, 19 to 20, or 20 to 22. Uh, Twenty tells you that in the night you must, you know, come out before the night. Twenty-one to twenty-two tells you that the greatest trouble is coming. It's in the night. He says, "Come out before the winter." We know it's in the night of the day of the Lord because he tells us that in John nine four five and Luke seventeen thirty four. Let me make that straight. Now, also, then you have the book of Mark, which is talking about the wisdom of God. Then you have the book of Ma- uh, Luke which has given you understanding. And in the book of Luke, gives you a lot of things. Like at the end of the book, it tells you in Luke 24, 44, and 45, that when he gave them the words, after he'd given them the Spirit, told them to receive the Spirit and breathe on them, then he opened his words to them, and they were able to understand the Scriptures. That's the main thing of the book of Luke. It's marvelous to the eyes. In there, they also talk about the testimonies of uh, the lady, who came to him when he was born and all this lots of things in there but it's all about understanding and the book of john is really about law in the divine counsel and judgment of the lord john 18 37 john 17 7 john 14 15 17 john 15 7 john 15 3 all those are magnificent important verses telling us the law and john 21 telling you about the 153 fish And this is the way he manifested his way, which is his counsel. This is his counsel on how you're to understand his way. He's talking about the fourth spirit. So now going back when Jesus is on the cross and the hyssop. Now, I'd also like to point out that the sages say, and I believe it's totally true, because it makes sense. The hyssop would be either three. It says it take a bunch of hyssop because they're slender. And what, what it is, is they take at least three and they dip it and use it. They don't do it with one or two, they do it with three. Why is that? Because it's understanding and, and when you do it, you're actually doing the way of the fourth one, but you already have the three hyssop branches together that you dipped in the blood and put it on the, on the doorpost is what they did in those days. And they sprinkle it around the you know, the water, the cleansing the house when there's a dead person and so on. That's the three hyssop. You're doing the way of the fourth spirit of God. You're doing the counsel of God. You're following his instruction, but you've got three hyssop branches in your hand. Symbolic, uh, it's by the way of understanding and a counsel of the Lord. You've combined those in your hand and you've got your hand around it. Your hand is symbolic of the counsel of the Lord because you're following his instruction his counsel, and you're cleansing these things by his law, by doing it that way. And that's why you do the hyssop with the three. the three. Now, it goes on here in John 19, 28 to 30. He says, after this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished that the scripture might be fulfilled, said, I thirst. Now, remember what he said? This is after he had said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And they gave him the um, sour wine. They're about ready to give him the sour wine. But see, what he's saying is, He knowing that all things were now accomplished. He's just told us, "Thy God you've forsaken me. Because remember, he had to be set apart to take on the sins of the world. And he acknowledged that. And now he does something very magnificent. God caused these people to do this this way. It's just astounding to me. It says, he then says, I thirst. Now remember that earlier they had tried to give him the hyssop that was mixed with myrrh which was a thing of what they do is that deadens the pain and Jesus didn't take that. But now he says, I thirst and they came and gave him just sour wine. But how did they do it? They did it on a sponge that was attached to the bunch of hyssop. Put it on hyssop and put it to his mouth and he drank of it. He received the sour wine. See, he was receiving the words of the world. Sour wine is symbolic of the words of the harlot. It's the words of the dragon that she does all the works of. He was taking her sins upon himself. All of our sins are of the words of the dragon. All of our sins are of the demonic spirits. Whether we have demons, demons in us or whether others have demons in us, we're mixing and walking with them when we do the way of them and join in with them. It's like the Lord says, in this time, you're going to come into his house, out of the world, do not partake with them. Do not fornicate with them. Come out from them. If you're on your housetop, come off. Don't take anything out of your house because you shouldn't have been up there. This is the time to be studying with the bread and the light and getting the word for good works. Because it's the work of the Father that we're supposed to be doing. Those are going to be sealed. They're going to be sealed to do the works of the Father, which is making known that the Messiah is coming. And it's time for all those, like he says in Revelation 14, He's telling all those who can, who desire to be saved to come out. All those who desire to save. And I've shown you under the law of Leviticus and the law of Numbers and Exodus, every time he did this, the, the hyssop is the fourth. It's representing the counsel of the Lord. It's the purifier. We are purified by his words. That's why the Lord says in Daniel 12, 9 to 10, he says, many are going to be purified, which means they're going to receive the words. Then they're going to put on a white garments, meaning they're going to gain knowledge. And then they're going to be refined because they're going to be able to do the good works because God's going to give them authority to do them. And by understanding, they'll go forth. But they'll do it in the way of counsel. They will do it with the four spirits. That's why Jesus says, ride the four spirits, ride the four horses. The chariots are those who are strong with the word. The chariots of Israel are those that have the knowledge and are building forth the kingdom and bringing forth the army of God, which is done not by the power of of the way of the world, but the power of the words of God done with righteousness. That's how you overcome the world. So he's saying here what Jesus did then is he took the sour wine. He allowed that. But notice what he did. He did it with counsel. He allowed them to put this to their mouth. They're mocking when they do this to the other people. And they're killing them and stuff. It's not you know, done in a good way. they are done it with the counsel of the devil because it's not of God for them to do it this way. It's not of God for them to torment the people and kill the people, crucify the people. That is not what they're doing. I mean, they're not walking in the way of the Lord. This was the counsel of the words of the dragon's mouth and he accepted it for us and then he died. And when he did that and gave up his life for that, and what did he say then when it was done? See, let me back up a second. Understand what the greatness of this is. The greatness is that they're doing this in the way of the words of the dragon, which mocks the way of the words of the Lord. The hyssop is the good counsel, but they're doing it in mockery, without knowledge, without understanding, without realizing what they're doing. The devil knows. That's why he steers them up to do these things. You know, the Lord lets many people do miracles this day, hoping that they will understand what they're seeing and doing. He takes people to heaven, lets them see what's up there, but they don't ask the questions. Our problem is, just like the disciples, we are required to ask. Ask and you shall receive. You have to ask for the knowledge of the holy words of God that are set apart from the world, that overcome the world, that are everlasting, that have the promises of God in them, because when they're sent out, they never come back void. These are the words of God. But we want the words of the world, and we just ignore that these words even exist. We trample upon this knowledge. But Jesus showed us that he was taking the dragon's words by doing the way of the dragon, taking the the sour wine and drinking it, finishing the work. Because what he did is the sour wine represents all the works of Satan. See, wine is symbolic of the eternal plan of God. Wine is symbolic of the regeneration. He took the sour wine and gave his blood as a price for all of us because he did the way of the serpent, and the devil lost that because the devil used hyssop and sponge. His people used that. And he couldn't stop himself because he has no power to stop himself. He has to do what the Father instructs him. And the Father defeated him right there. Jesus defeated Satan with the hyssop and the sour wine right there. He took all the sins of the world upon him right there because that's doing the way of the words for Satan's ways, all right? And then God tore the temple veil so the people could come in and receive the knowledge of the words of God. So when the Lord tells us, and like David says, you know, in Psalms seven, he's saying, purge me with hyssop and i shall be clean purge me with the counsel of the lord and i shall be clean purge me with the knowledge of the four spirits i shall be clean jesus tells us in john 15 3 you're clean because of the words i spoke to you he spoke the words of god and was given him instruction he came back and gave them. god protected them god oversaw them he kept the devil from killing them if Jesus hadn't washed their feet that night, they would not have lived through that night. But because he washed their feet and did it that way, God had kept those people. Even though the one had his garment stripped off and he ran away naked, the Bible says. But they lived. And they received on the first day of the week the spirit of the Lord. And they went forth and did miraculous teachings. But we are called to overcome. We are called to make known that the messenger of the covenant is coming to confirm it to give it to us, to seal it in us, to to purge our hearts. He says he's going to circumcise our heart and tear away all the evil. And he's going to restore us. He's going to take back all the gold and silver these people have stolen. The criminal law system they have, the the taxation, the the economic system, all of that is being destroyed, and yet we're still chasing it. And its time is very limited. It's almost not even existing yet because it's about to be destroyed. And then uh, David goes on, he says, and I shall be clean, wash me. He says, I shall be clean. Then he says, wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. See, there's a difference. If you receive the words, you're purified, but you got to go on. He says, wash me and I become whiter than snow. In other words, I'll get understanding and knowledge. And then the Lord will give you authority to put on a fine linen, which is the light, which means doing the powerful works of God, enabling the good works to overcome the world by righteousness. It's a marvelous thing if we just listen to what the Lord is saying here. I hope you understand the value of hyssop tonight in a whole new way, in a different way of thinking of what happened on the cross. Jesus is coming to give us the new wine. The sour wine is of the harlot, just like it says in Revelation 17. He took Satan's words. His eternal plan is symbolic. The sour wine is symbolic of the eternal plan of Satan. Turn everything for destruction. Turn away God's plan. Jesus drank that, gave his blood, They pierced his side and his blood ran out and down on the Ark of the Covenant was hidden in the cave below him as Ron Wyatt found. Okay, I appreciate you. I pray that this is a a great Thanksgiving time for you. We are so close to to having all things restored. and I pray that people begin to understand the truth of what their life is about if they would just understand because this kingdom is about to be destroyed. And his kingdoms about to rise up. Because the Lord is coming with the winter. I thank you. Lord, we appreciate you. And Lord, please bless the people. Give them understanding. Shake them up, Father. Let them understand the truth. And keep those who would do harm from doing harm. Give them perseverance, Lord. Give them the ability to overcome. Your Lord, let them understand. Dear Lord, those who come against your people, you've promised they are going to lose their eyes and their eye socket. They're going to lose their tongues and their mouths. You're going to dissolve them. And they're going to give them the boils all over their body that is not like boils that they think of. This is when the flesh is just eaten away. Dear Lord, the whole body's like that. And then you're going to wither their limbs. Let them understand. That's what it says in Zechariah 14 12. And let them understand how terrible that is. And be wise in what they do. We ask this in thy precious and thy holy name. Amen. Father, we thank you for allowing us to come before you again tonight, this evening. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, for what you're about to reveal to the people. And I pray, Lord, that this will be very much in in their understanding, Lord, that you will help me to make known this truth to the people. Lord, I pray that we'll receive it because it's so important. Lord, I've been speaking with you every evening this week on Revelation 14 and on the tribes. For Several days now we've studied the blessings of the tribes, and Lord, I'd just like to point out something very important tonight and I'd like to speak about hyssop, scarlet, cedar, and the spirit. Lord, I pray that they will grasp what I'm about to reveal to them and they will rejoice in it because it's describing the way of the four spirits and the importance of the work that you did on the cross in regard to hyssop, and Lord, maybe they will understand this. In a great way at this time. And I think it's it'll be surprising. Because I don't believe it's ever been revealed this way. Uh, in these days. Or at least in these generations. That we're living now. But Lord in Revelation 14. I just want to make one comment. About Revelation 14 1. Regarding the 144,000. It says there that. Then I looked. And I saw. Uh, the uh, 144,000. It says, well, it's, here's what it says. Then I looked and behold a lamb standing on Mount Zion. Now Mount Zion is also not just a mountain at Jerusalem. It's also the name of the firmament. It's your holy mountain. You call it Mount Zion as well. And with him, 144,000 having his father's name written on their foreheads. His father's name is, is the father. And what he's talking about here is the work of the father you tell us lord that the work of the father is that that he will do the work of causing us to believe in the one whom he sent and duty speaking of deuteronomy 18 18 to 19 he sent you into the world and to bear witness to the words of god and we are washed clean by your words john 15 3 and in john or ephesians 5 25 27 you tell us there that we are washed clean and made spotless by your words. And we have to be spotless for you to return and take us up. We are not spotless. We don't even know your words. The people aren't hearing your words, won't receive the words. They do not know they're about to be destroyed. They do not know they're about to lose everything. People are worried about their position in the world, paying debts, taxes, the rest of it. All that's passing away. If they would just pay attention, they would understand how to get rid of all of that, because this is now your time. Beginning December 21st, which is the winter season, it's absolutely the ending of the 15th kingdom. They do not have any right already to rule. You've already declared that they are done. They're finished. Babylon is finished. They only are ruling because the people are allowing to rule. But if the people would wake up and realize how they can overcome this, they would very easily come out of it. But I want to speak on something else on this tonight. See, the Father's name is written on their foreheads. And it tells us in Daniel 12, 2 and 3, that we're going to shine like the firmament forever. This is Mount Zion. He's talking about here Mount Zion, which is the firmament, That the description of the whole firmament, which I've explained the design of the firmament in the testimony of numbers. They can see it there, that book. And it's it's free book to everybody. And it, it tells you their, their father's name written on the, their foreheads. Father's name written. Meaning God has placed this upon them. That you've allowed this. You've asked of God. And they have been sealed by the word. But to, for what? They're sealed by the words to do the work of the father. Which is making known the one whom they, that the father sent. Which was you. And it's just like we've been trying to tell the people. You're, I've been trying to tell them that the messenger of the new covenant is coming. It's you. They're coming. You're coming to seal the people with the word. And you're going to seal these 144,000, and they're going to bear witness to the fact, which is the word. In other words, being sealed on the forehead by the name of the Father means this is the work they're given to do. And the work that they're given to do is to make known the testimony of you, Lord Jesus. So therefore they have the work of going forth in the world, just like I've been explaining to them in Obadiah, Obadiah one hundred eighteen and, and other verses, that they have the work of going out and making known that the new that the messenger is coming, the new covenant is coming. Because it's the fire of Jacob, which is the those zealous to bring forth the kingdom of God, which is Daniel nine twenty four, we're required to do that at this time. And the and it's the house of Joseph which means they understand the way of the spirit to overcome these things and bring forth the good works. And by doing that, the people will judge themselves. When Joseph gave the the declaration to the people of Egypt that they were going to go under captivity and bondage slavery to the the king, it's very much like this time because they're going to come under the bondage slavery of you, Lord, because you're going to cause them to pay the price of the third sealed judgment, Revelation six, five to six. Everything's gonna cost them a lot because they would not hear you at this time. Now I'd like to switch and go back to something very interesting. I'd like to point out from a scripture that's that's very important we understand that the way of the way of the um, the hyssop we all know from the Hyssop, and I'm trying to find a scripture here that I had ready, and it's disappeared on me. Let me get it here. It's, it's flopped down on me on another page here, and I'll bring it up. I don't know how it did that, but it's doing it to me again. I will pause here a second and come back to this.